Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This 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 show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 welcome to this Thursday, August the 6th edition of the Rated R Safety Show. We're coming to you live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida. Today is day 219 of the year and only 147 days to go. So how are you doing anyways? Thanks for coming back, taking a hangout, and doing this noon thing that we like to do from time to time um, here on the Rated R Safety Show. So I guess I should start off, and this will not be very well for the people that are in the world of uh, not watching us online, but how many people are tired of seeing videos like this? Hey, you know, I I, I need to, uh, to talk to you. And uh, what's going on here today and uh, reference the different things inside of the world as we are seeing them in real time. And like, really, what the hell is going on? Like, I I don't know how to adjust the camera. Uh, Let's talk. Let's uh, let's go do some things around town. Like, really? Really? Like, really? I don't get it. I mean, I understand wanting to get some messaging out there, but man. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're killing me, Smalls. You're definitely killing me. Anyway, so let's talk about some propering of the camera here. Let's do some optics 
you know, let's kind of get some things set up because I just don't know if that shit's going to cut it in regards of, hey, you know, let's 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 walk around and let's do this. I mean, if you're doing a whole in real life sequence, I can understand it. But holy hell, dude, what do we got going on here? But, you know, that's just me complaining right out of the bat because that's what I do here. Anyway, so today we got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff to cover, a lot of stuff to go in through. And let me kind of go through this. What the hell was going on with the opening song? If you were in my head, I mean, what, what was going on here? Like, what was this guy saying? Hold on. So is, is this like a cheating song? I'm the other friend. I mean, I, you know, I will use the friend term very lightly. I don't know why the hell I'm influ- I'm actually focusing on that already. I'm sure you care more about the news than what my bullshit that I have going on on this other side. So let's get you into that. Let's get you into some feature story news and we'll get that rolling. Here is the news on the Royce Bar Safety Show. From feature story news in Washington, I'm Giles Gibson. French President Emmanuel Macron has been in Beirut visiting the site of a huge blast that killed at least 137. Mr Macron was mobbed by crowds as he walked the streets of the capital of Lebanon, a former French colony. The Lebanese president, Michel Oun, has blamed Tuesday's explosion on almost 3,000 tonnes of ammonium nitrate that was being stored unsafely at the city's port. The government has declared a two-week state of emergency, but protesters are accusing the authorities of corruption and negligence. Lebanon is already in the midst of an economic crisis, with its currency collapsing and inflation soaring. Filings for initial jobless claims fell last week to their lowest level since the COVID-19 pandemic hit the United States. It also marks the 20th straight week that more than one million Americans have newly filed for unemployment benefits. William Denslow reports from New York. The number of Americans filing for initial jobless claims during the week ending August 1st fell by nearly 250,000 to 1.2 million. It's the lowest figure seen since March, but remains well above the pre-pandemic record of 695,000 set in 1982. More than a million Americans have filed for jobless claims for 20 straight weeks, and a $600 a week unemployment benefit expired at the end of July. Lawmakers are working to pass another stimulus package, and analysts are now awaiting Friday's jobs report, with the unemployment rate expected to drop, but remain above 10%. William Denslow, New York. And Facebook and Twitter have penalised US President Donald Trump for promoting, quotes, harmful COVID misinformation, removing a post and temporarily suspending one of his accounts. The president had said children were, quotes, almost immune to COVID-19. FSN's Nick Harper is in Washington. The same video posted on both sites was a clip from a Fox News interview in which the president claimed that children were almost immune to the virus, an inaccurate statement that's been debunked by health experts the world over. Facebook removed the post. Twitter suspended the Team Trump account, which the president had retweeted until the post was removed. 
It's the largest policing to date of President Trump by the two social media giants. A Trump campaign statement called it flagrant bias against the president, saying social media companies are not the arbiters of truth. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, remembering the great New York newspaper man Pete Hamill. He died on Wednesday at the age of 85. He was a reporter, columnist and editor at a variety of New York publications, including the New York Post, the Daily News, the Saturday Evening Post, New York Newsday and the Village Voice. Small wonder that the New York Times called him the quintessential New York journalist. But he also wrote books, including a memoir called a drinking life that chronicled his battle with alcoholism and his final drink, a vodka and tonic, that he downed on New Year's Eve in 1972. The son of Irish immigrants, he was passionate about immigrants, as he told students at the University of California in 2008. They want to work. They want to be treated decently. Uh, They can be treated a lot more decently by being allowed to become citizens or join unions and do the things that still are beyond their grasp. Uh, But they're amazing people, those people, and we should be cheering the fact that they chose this country to come to. Pete Hamill. He mixed in celebrity circles in New York and at one point spent a lot of time with Frank Sinatra. His book, Why Sinatra Matters, is just one of the great works that Pete Hamill leaves behind. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute updates on Twitter. Follow us there at Feature Story. And we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by following Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here. But for now, that's the latest from Feature Story News. Giles Gibson, reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So what's up with that? You know, getting kicked off of, you know, banned from Twitter based on some crap that you put out there. What do you think? What do you think? Do you think it's too much censorship because of it? For sure. You know, you have to ask the question. I asked the question. You know the answer. I asked the question. You know the answer. You know the answer. You know, the problem with questions is that if you get the answer, then you don't know where to go to. Next. I don't know. I look at it and go, hey, what the hell? But, you know, before I start giving my commentary, my bullshit, let me kind of give you this one. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Oh, and before I forget and we get too far, don't message me and ask me if I was talking about you in particular about the camera work. You know who you are. (laughs) Anyway, so how are you? I think it's so important to talk about, you know, we need to take care of each other during these great and grand times that we have going on. So I have to tell you a lot of interesting things going on at the moment. Oh, hold on. I forgot to put that up uh, because some people have been asking before I say anything else that's bad. Um, Yeah, there you go. There's a little logo for you. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about it. A lot of interesting things going on. I'm going to tell you, I, you know, we have talked on several occasions that I do not like to backfill and do a whole bunch of like episode recordings ahead of time for the interview style show. 
But this week has just been straight crazy. And I'm talking about there has been almost an interview every single day or some kind of event that might be public access or could be public access or has been behind the scenes where you can't access it. Um, But I have done an interview, I think, almost every day this week or even like a group setting. So I got a couple interviews that are coming up right around the corner um, that have been extremely interesting. And I want to tell you that I can't wait to get these to you for you to take a listen to. But, you know, based on how the podcast world works, there's going to be a slight delay. So I apologize about that. But on the other side of the aspect, when we went into doing the Jay Allen show, you know, we're not talking about this show right now. We're talking about the Jay Allen show. We talked about we're going to talk about the world of safety like we did at the time. But we're going to change some things. And I'm going to tell you on Tuesday of next week. We will sure as hell be testing the waters on some of those changes. You're going to understand when we get to the episode. It, it was a, it was a, I mean, it was an experience for sure. But anyways, I'm already going in too deep into what I wanted to talk about. So that's that. So let's move forward from that particular portion. And Duh. as we talk today, I want to make sure that I reference it because I'm going to reference it probably several times today. Today, 6 p.m. Eastern time. The Hop Nerd, Samuel Goodman, and myself, if you go to safetyfm.io, you can sign up, get a ticket for uh, to come and hang out, virtual event, free, just want to make sure we're clear, free event, we're having a conversation about equality. I think it'll be a great opportunity to come hang out with Sam and I and talk about some different things about equality going on and, you know, really do some storytelling, some stuff that happens in people's lives and things to that extent, ask some questions to Sam and we can go forward from there. I'm pretty excited about the event. So 6 p.m. Eastern time. If you get the opportunity, go to safetyfm.io. Like I said, it's free to go to and we're going to hang out. We're going to hang out for about an hour. Um, and do that because, you know, if I do, I, I normally try to keep it as true to time as possible, and then we can kind of move on from there. But anyways, before I get it in too deep over here, let's talk about what's going on inside of our multiverse, outside of these different things of what's going on inside of the lovely world here. So as you are aware, you know, there's this, this thing going on, a pandemic at the moment. So I got some news for you that I want to share right away. Make sure that we talk about it. Clorox wipes were very, very popular. And you probably have noticed that if you go to the grocery store, they're not the easiest thing to get a hold of as of late. Well, let me tell you why. Clorox revealed that grocery store shelves likely won't be fully stocked. It's disaffected wipes until next year. CEO Ben Odor told Reuters that shortage is a direct result in the surge of demand for many of the company's disinfecting products, which increased sixfold due to the coronavirus crisis. A shortage of material used in making their sanitizing wipes has also caused a slowdown in production. So we kind of saw it. We had seen this for a period of time where there was this craziness of people wanting all these cleaning products and cleaning supplies, and cleaning you name it, you want it, you have it type of thing. So that's what's going on currently. So if you're unable to get a hold of these things, 
you're shit out of luck because that's really what it boils down to. Recommend seeing if some of those digital formats might actually have them available. And they're not talking about a digital sanitizing wipe because I know that can get confusing quick. Anyways, let's continue. The New York Times reports that its digital revenue exceeded print for the first time ever. For the second quarter ending in June, the company added 669,000 new digital subscriptions, which included 493,000 new subscri- subscriptions to Core News and 176,000 to other digital products like cooking, crossword, and audio. The final tally was 5.7 million digital only subscriptions. And that in make, and let's see, and 6.5 million total subscriptions. Think about that 5.7 million 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 of the new york times now i can tell you when i was much younger much 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 younger i never envisioned the day that this would actually happen where normal printing would be outsold by digital print and that almost sounds stupid as i say that digital print but digital continuity digital product has finally surpassed. So now are we ready? Are we ready for the next step? Are we ready for the next big, I'm not going to say implosion, but are we ready for the next big explosion? Think about it. Think about all the things that change in the timelines that they change it. Let's go back a few years. Let's go back a dozen years, give or take. And let's talk about 2008. You remember the world back then? You went to the store, you bought shit, There was some e-commerce that you could actually buy stuff, but things had changed. You could actually buy some things, but not all. Let's jump the dozen years and let's get back to 2020, if you really want to get back to 2020. Do you remember there was a financial crisis at the time? but how things have actually changed so dramatically from 2008 to now. And yes, there will always be change. But tell me about stores right now that you normally cannot buy their products online. I'm waiting, still waiting, because there's not that many of them. There are a few manufacturers, retailers, and so on that they're very specific on where you can obtain their product, But most of them, you can obtain them online. So I know that I joke around from time to time and say, you know, I I wonder if we're going to get out of this year and so on. But let's be realistic. Once we get out of this year and we start going down and we start going down the path and taking a look at what's going on. What new technology, what new inventions will take place? What new digital products do you think that will be coming out on the horizon? Think about your phone. Think about how much power your phone has now. Think about VR systems. Let's talk about virtual systems that are currently available. Remember, about three, four years ago, you had to have a powerful computer to be able to actually run the headset. Now you can run the headset, the VR headset, that is, without even a computer. So what do you think the changes are going to be? Think about the advancements in computers, depending on how old you are. I'll tell you what a computer looked like back when I was a child to what a computer looks like now is night and day difference. I remember paying 2000 well, I did not pay, my parents did, paid $2,400 for a Pentium 66. Yes, that is a Pentium 1 Intel. 
with a two gig hard drive. I would never going to use more space than that two gig hard drive. Pentium 66 and a 14.4 baud speed modem. Oh yeah, we're talking blazing speeds there. Okay, you had to you have dial up. That's how serious it got back then. So anyway, so I just want you to think about the innovations that will probably be taking place during this time. Because I think we tend to forget to look at some of those things. Todd Lachine saying the Commodore 64. I know I'm old, but geez, man, not that old. But I just look at it. It's a Pentium 66, so we might be close. But I take a look at some of these things, and I go, think about this. Think about some of the changes of the innovations that we're going to see down the road. Think about some of the craziness that we're already getting to see. I think this is some exciting times, and don't get me wrong. I think it's kind of weird doing this computer hole bullshit all the time, but it does happen. But how do you like it now? I mean, some people have social events doing it this way. Hey, let's let's have a drink. Let's have a drink right now. But think about it. Think about the changes that have occurred in such a short period of time. Is it ideal? Probably not. But what's going to come up next? I'll tell you there's this manufacturing group that I look at some of their products and I'll talk about it. And they are a protein style drink that is a food replacement that says pretty much you don't have to do anything else besides that let's not get into the gmo conversation because that's a whole other story so anyways just think about that because i know there's a lot to think about but what technology do you think will emerge next how crazy is this gonna get before it's all said and done who the hell knows you are listening to something magical <laughs> You're Not. listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, let's go into some butchering real quick. Researchers who recently discovered the world's tiniest dinosaur are now retracting their findings, noting that it was likely a lizard instead. Holy shit, what a mess up there for sure. Researchers who recently discovered the world's tiniest dinosaur are now retracting the findings because they said the reclassification comes after the separate group of researchers questioned the study mythology that had originally been published in the BioRex server. What clued the second group of the researchers in on the mistake was the structure that housed the creature. Oh my lord, is that embarrassing. <laughs> the findings show that the lizards were similar in size with the hummingbird, which resides in Cuma, but was still likely a predator feeding on insects. Also, thanks to 3D imaging, yeah, I did say 3D Imaging. Researchers were able to conclude that it had wings, a pair of bulging eyes, and a beak with approximately 30 teeth. It is unclear if the lizard was able to fly, according to one of the co-authors who noted the weird and incomplete features. What do you think there? So many weird things come up as we talk about them. And yeah, I do take these weird turns inside of some of the news, but you know you're not going to get this on the normal news stories, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Duh. Talking about some weird random bullshit. The massive explosion that tore through Beirut left over 300,000 people homeless, killed 135, and injured thousands. The city governor said Wednesday that those who lost their homes may be displaced for two to three months as the crews clean up the rubble and look for survivors. An unspecified number of patrons. Patrons, really? Port officials have been placed on house arrest pending investigation into how the nitrate came to be stored in the port for years. 
The government also had declared two-week state of emergency. Several sources told Fox News that the suspicion surrounding the fact that the port has unofficially been controlled by the... Hold on, let's do that. The hell's a buzzy. But it was also too early to tell which the explosion was intentional or an accident. So talking about accident investigations, for sure. What do you think about it? I know that news story has been all over the place because there's not really a way that you can look without seeing it. So what do you think? Like, what, what's your thought process behind the whole thing? Yes, we're pausing for a moment as we talk about it, just to make sure. So think about it. Anyway, this tropical storm that just came across is being called one of the most danger, the most damaging storms that hit the Northeast or the Northeast has ever experienced. Did you hear about this one? New York City Power Utility said that it saw the, the outages from the tropical storm. Any storm except the Superstorm Sandy back in 2012, flooded water barriers were turned into projectiles as the storm high wind battered the city. The National Weather Service reported 70 mile per hour wind gusts at JFK Airport. Roadways and bridges were closed, and Mayor Bill DeMazio said nearly 2,000 trees were down through the city. A 60-year-old construction worker died when a massive tree fell on the van that he was sitting in. He was one of the six people killed in the storm. So what do you think here as we talk about it? A lot of weird things. A lot of strange things going on in 2020. What are you taking a look at? What do you What do you think about this whole thing? Are you out in the Northeast area? Now, I mean, we were talking at this point last week that this thing was coming into Florida. And, of course, because of the spaghetti modeling, everybody thought that it was going to go this direction, that direction, blah, 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 blah. And we weren't 100% sure that it was going to go up. It did not look like it was going to go up. And now it went up. So what do you think? I mean, there's so many weird things that come about as of late, and we talk about them, and we reference them, and we go in circles about them, but we tend to try to figure out what's going on in this new world. Now, one could ask the question, when you hear about these storms and these weird weather events and how temperatures are different, is it related to global warming? Not trying to be controversial, just asking the question. You know, we, this is how we, we interact. You and I, questions, answers, go back and forth. Anyways, let's continue as you think about that because there's a lot to think about it. And who knows? What do I know half the time when I'm talking about this stuff? Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. The Big Three Index spiked on Wednesday after the DAX research reached yet another record high. And both of the Dow and the S&P find themselves within striking distance of an all-time high. Another set strong earning results drove the gains with Disney leading the way. Posting an 8.8% increase for the day. Other winners include airlines and additionally $25 billion in government loans was proposed during the stimulus talks. The spot price for gold has reached a new record high and trading over $2,000 an ounce. $2,000 an ounce. Did you hear me? I said $2,000 an ounce. Now, are you going to go home? 
Well, saying you're not home currently. And are you going to take a look at all this stuff and go, okay, I got some gold. Maybe it's time to call it a day. Maybe it's time not to call it a day. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about it as I mention it? Are you intrigued or interested by the gold aspect of it? I don't know. I mean, I have some gold jewelry. I don't know if I'd go trade it in yet. And I did say the word yet, just in case. Duh. But think about it. How are you looking at all this stuff? So currently, as you work and we talk about stocks and we talk about all these stuff, all these things that are saying, how do you look at this currently? As you, the safety pro on the other side, what did you do with your 401k? What did you do with your Roth IRA? What did you do with your stock investments as all this thing started kicking and going? Did you get nervous and pull out of the stock market? Did you cash out? Did you leave it? Did you move it into something a little bit safer? Your mattress is not safer. What'd you do? Are you making your money back? Do you have stocks? Do you have a 401k? I know, weird thing to ask. You know, but as a safety pro, you have to get ready for the future. The interesting thing about the future, more wrong things can occur than actually will happen. Stole that from a friend of mine, just in case. If anybody ever wanted to know. So let's continue talking. The, let's see. The ambitious marine assault vehicle that sank off the Southern California coast last week has been found along with human remains after the intense search effort on Tuesday. The landing craft sank 385 feet after taking on water during the ship to shore maneuver near San Clemente Island last Thursday, the Navy is working to recover the bodies of nine service members. It is unclear how the craft sank. Now, we talk about these things. We talk about the different aspects that happen. We talk about accident investigations. We sure as hell talk about hazard matrix. But take a look at this. And this is something that go that happened related to unknown then you ask questions about safeguards then you ask questions about what happened and one can only speculate three parts to all accidents think about it if you're not sure what i'm talking about definitely look at some presentations that are out there by the one and the only dr todd conklin Great presentations, and if you have not taken a look at the book, take a look at this book called Better Questions, a pre-accident investigation, Better Questions. I think it will kind of give you some guidance in regards on how you should take a look at some of these things, and it really starts giving you a deep dive into learning teams. And believe me, not sitting here trying to plug anything about Todd in particular at the moment, but I do want to reference that, because I think it's such an important aspect of what you can tie into your orgs. Um and I'm talking about organizations, not orgs and something else. Don't want anybody to get confused. I'm talking about Scientology for a moment. But think about it. Think about how that I would actually work. Do you know those concepts? If you don't, I think that it's somewhere to start. Or the practice of learning teams, and we can get into that a little bit later. Anyways, let's continue. The coronavirus crisis has led a significant number of Americans being exposed to toxic chemicals in hand sanitizers. According to the American Association of Poison Control Center, calls about hand sanitation poisoning have surged 70% from beginning of the year through August the 2nd. So that's how recent this is. Centers have received over 12,000 more calls than the same time frame last year. One of the major problems being reported is consuming 
Just kidding. Not <laughs> is reporting that the hand sanitizer are too highly concentrated with methanol, which may be to- may be toxic when absorbed through the skin. And there is some consumption there too, but I probably should mention that part. Sanitizers become harmful when they contain too much methanol and not enough alcohol, according to the CDC. Symptoms to expose the high doses of methanol include headache, blurred vision, nausea, and vomiting. So think about that. Headache, blurred vision, nausea, and vomiting. I have a friend of mine, an acquaintance, whatever the hell you want to deem them, as, and they actually had COVID. Not going to say who the person was. But headache, blurred vision, nausea, and vomiting, according to them, what their doctor told them was kind of similar to what you would feel like food poisoning. And guess what? That's how they found out that they had COVID. They said, oh, yeah, those are symptoms too. So now people are going to freak thinking, hey, if I'm using hand sanitizer and I could potentially have this other shit as well. (laughs) You know, it's so crazy. And I need to leave that button alone today. I I don't know what the hell is going on there. But think about it. Think about all these weird things that are going on inside of this multiverse of ours. So many different aspects and so many different questions to ask as we take a look at this. But what, you know, what do we, what do we do? I mean, what do we do? It's like, be safe, but not too safe. And then some of your things of causing you to be safe or better prepared could potentially harm you based if you don't have the right thing. What a cluster, huh? So much shit going on. Don't even know what to think. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, two of th- two to 3,000 roosters being bred for cockfighting were discovered by authorities on property in los angeles the la county sheriff deputy served a search warrant for a multi-acre property in the chatworth neighborhood this week as part of the investigation related to animal cruelty and possession of game fowl for fighting purposes officers also found several hundred livestock on the property various states of health according to the department multiple people at the property were detained and all the animals were transported to animal care and control officers to be inspected, documented, and treated if needed. Now, I have to tell you where I grew up as a child, at least in the area that I was in, and it was not in the U.S. at this particular point. Cockfighting was a thing. And it was not uncommon to stop by and take a look at what's going on. Now, I'm not sure because I have not done my research. If it's illegal now, but for sure it was something that was not very uncommon to go see. So what do you think about that? How do you feel about the cockfighting of the world? Animal cruelty? Entertainment? I mean, we can even go into, if you really want to go down a rabbit hole, we can even go into bullfighting. Yeah, big leaps and bound between cockfighting and bullfighting. Yeah, I know. 
But think about it for a moment. How do you look at both, we'll say, quote-unquote sports pastimes? I mean, you have to look at it and give it some consideration as we do move forward and have the conversation there. For sure, something to think about. Do you find it entertaining? Do you find it worth passing the time? Or do you find it as a total waste of time? I don't know. You need to answer that. Duh. That's for sure, because I have no clue. I just reference the things that I find. Anyways, let's continue. With TikTok's future in the U.S. up in the air, Facebook has announced their creation of its rival. Go figure. Facebook always kind of getting the next leg up. The social media site launched Instagram Reels in the U.S. in over 50 countries on Wednesday, calling it a new way to create and discover short, entertaining videos and help anyone with with ambition of becoming a creator take center stage. The reveal comes. TikTok-owned Chinese conglomerate ByteDance is in need of a buyer for its U.S. business by September the 15th, or else it will be banned from the country. Microsoft is interested and has been encouraging has been encouraged by the president, Trump, to bid. Now, yesterday you did hear some of the news stories that were being referenced that the government was going to get a piece of the pie, a piece of the action. I don't know. How would that even work? I mean, are we talking about taxes? Are we talking about piece of the business if Microsoft decided to go down that path? I mean, I don't know. You tell me. I, I take a look at it and I go, hey, what's going on here? For sure, think about it. Because I never know. I always look at it and go, maybe we should know what we're talking about, or maybe we shouldn't, or maybe we should just have a really good lawyer from time to time. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family, and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. Figer Law. That's why we're unstoppable. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So you saw it today. We talked about it for sure. It was definitely the title. And let's talk about it. Let's talk about the emergency role. What am I talking about? That right there. Some time to time. Let's see if we can get inside of the camera view for sure. Oh, it does not want to focus. Let's see if we can get it to focus there. Here we go. Let's talk a little bit about the emergency role. Because I think that it's something that we don't talk about, but we for sure see it as part of our organizations and things that are going on. So if you can't see it on the screen or if you're wa- if you're listening on the radio, here's what it says. I have this thing by who gives a crap, and it's called the emergency roll. Uh-oh, you're literally living by the seat of your pants. If you don't order more soon, there's no telling what will happen. Actually, we know, and it's not pretty. That's what it says on there. And I want you to think about that. Not about it not being pretty or what the hell would exactly happen. But think about the many times inside of your workplace, inside of your work environment, that you're there. And we'll say as the safety person, because you know that the emergency role has been pulled out. 
you know that the stuff is about to hit the wall. You know the shit's about to hit the fan. You know the shit's going to go everywhere. And you're there to get ready for the cleanup. The emergency role is there because you're there. How many times in organizations do we start talking and start saying, we're going to do X, but based on testing it in the lab, testing it before, we know that it's going to fail miserably. We don't have a backup. We don't have anything else ready or steady to move forward with. All we have is you, the emergency role, the shit picker upper, the cleanup crew. What do you plan for the future? How do you plan to move forward? I talk about it and I reference it. You have to test the capacity of most systems inside of your workplace. And we talk about these different things. We sometimes go into goof mode as we're talking about it. Sometimes we get serious as we're having some of these conversations. But I had to talk about this today because I think it's so important that we tend to forget that the safety department is not going to be the place that you come to and go, okay, you are blessed and move forward. And that's going to be perfectly fine. Not the way that it works. Also, the other side. Why does the why does the actual safety department get treated as the emergency role department? Come clean up the shit. Come clean up what went wrong. Was there capacity built into the system prior? Was that thought of? Was there anything kind of going about and saying, hey, we need to move forward and say, hey, this plan might not work and maybe we need to do X, Y, and Z and have those things in place? I'm just asking the question. I mean, it's fun in games. I mean, yeah, who doesn't mind having a fancy little wrapped little gift there from who gives a crap the emergency role? But this is when you know that everything else has failed and you're about to get dirty, real dirty. And I talk about this in a joking matter here today, but how many times inside of your organization do you open the emergency role? How many times inside of your organization, or let's even tie it in a little bit further here, let's put it a little bit closer to home, where you open the emergency role in your personal life, You know everything's about to hit the shitter. You're going to have to open it. You have nothing else to do. Yeah, we can go into the whole other conversation of bidets. That's for sure. But think about it. Why don't you build around it? Why is the emergency road there? This is your warning sign that everything's about to hit. This is your warning sign that there is no other capacity that has been built This is your warning sign that if this fails, there's nothing else is going to be able to protect it. Do I have to use toilet paper to talk about this? Probably not. Do I think it's funny? Yeah, of course I do. But think about it for a moment. The emergency role. How often do we rely on this? How often is this the go-to? Not as the last resort, but as the first resort. Why? 
because the capacity has not been built into the system. And that, my friends, I want you to leave, leave you with as you definitely think about it. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So just one more time, want to reference it real quick. Tonight, if you get the opportunity, 6 p.m. Eastern time, good old Sam Goodman and myself doing a conversation about equality. Would love for you to jump out, take a listen to what we have going on. You can interact from the audience participation side. You can definitely go to 60fm.io. The ticket is free to get in. It will be a conversation. They're hanging out among friends. This will never be broadcasted on safetyfm.com. Just so you know, this is a virtual event that's behind closed doors for us to have a conversation on what's going on inside of the world. Anyways, let's continue down the path and have some more conversation on what's going on exactly inside of the news. CNN released a video of an interview with Joe Biden slated to be aired in full today in which the Democrat nominee grew indignant with a reporter who asked whether he is receiving cognitive function tests. Why in the hell would I take a test, he asked. And liked in the question to asking whether someone is taking cocaine or not before, not before an interview. In in late June, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to read this. In late June, Biden said that he's constantly tested in response to the questions about cognitive function tests. But the campaign later clarified that the response was about being tested on a campaign trail. I have to laugh because it is just kind of funny because I could almost, I have to go back and watch the clip now. Why the hell would I take that test? Cause you can, you can hear the guy saying it and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just can, I can just see it. I can mentally picture it. Stop laughing at my own shit. Anyways, let's continue. The democratic national convention in Milwaukee later this month just got even lamer. The nominees won't be there. Instead, He'll deliver a speech from Wilmington, the epicenter of the of the national campaign. We recognize that protecting the health of our host community and everyone involved with the, the convention must be paramount, said the rep for the convention. But hey, a custom video control room is expe- is expected to oper- be operated from Milwaukee, which will bring together feeds from across the country during the four-day event that starts on August the 17th. So there's that. Meanwhile, President Trump said Wednesday that he'll probably give the Republican nomination acceptance speech from the White House. So I have to ask, as you know, I'm just kind of a jackass when it comes to certain things. Um, do you think that's going to be a pre-recorded event? And do you think that they'll pass it off as live? Where people can ask questions inside of a chat box. And maybe the speakers can actually reply. Like if they were pretending to be there in real time. I think some other places have done that recently. 
I don't know. Is it a popular theme? I think that that's probably a popular thing that people do. I don't know. Someone would have to tell me because I'm sure it's hell not 100% sure. I would definitely never want to pass off a pre-recorded event as a real event that's going on in real time. That would just be lame for the viewer. Especially if they had to pay for a ticket. But for the national, how does it work for the national convention? Do you have to pay for a ticket? I don't know. I, I I always get so lost in these things. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. So I'm sure you've seen this. Some mixed messages came out of D.C. Wednesday about the progress on another coronavirus relief bill. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said the upper chamber would be in session next week, even though recess was slated to begin on Friday. But his Republican colleague, Roy Blunt, said that there's no deal by Friday. They won't be a deal. Republicans are pushing to, for an extended federal benefits on top of the state unemployment at $400 a week. Hardline conservatives aren't apt to spend the $3.4 trillion passed by the House a few weeks back, especially since all the funds from the first round haven't even been spent. So I don't know. I keep on taking a look at this and go, what the hell's going to happen with the people that were living off of the $600 extra a week that were filing for unemployment? How is that going to work in their new world and their new scenario? Because that's something to think about. Now, if you have friends inside of the safety world that has been furloughed, or if you're even one of those people, how did that, how was that going to work for you? Because that's definitely a piece of the conversation. Can't just leave it as is and say, oh, well, can't leave it at that. Can't leave it at, oh, nothing's happening, blah, 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 blah. Things are happening. We're just going to see some bigger impact later down the road. And some people are not going to make it without that $600 extra. And I don't even think some people are making it with the $600 extra. I mean, just something to think about. Just think about it as we talk about it. Anyways, the comedy flick Kindergarten Cop featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger was pulled from the film festival in Portland after protesters said that it glorified police trauma, traumatizing children, comparing it to the, excuse me, experiencing explicitly racist 1915 silent birth of a nation. The movie was replaced with a documentary celebrating the late rep John Lewis. Really? Arnold Schwarzenegger? Kindergarten Cop? I'll have to go back and watch it. It's been years since I've heard it for sure or watched it in that case. Anyways, did you hear about this one? If you're kind of a fan of back of 1995, 91, that area, Comedy Central is rebooting the Ren and Stimpy show without controversial creator John, whatever the hell his last name is. The cult cartoon starting a Chicago and a cat aired from 1991 to 1995 on Nickelodeon with the reruns air, re, um, running on MTV. John contract was terminated by Nickel by Nickelodeon in 19, 1992 over growing tensions about missed deadlines. Later on, accusations of sexual misconduct surfaced, further bearing his career. The reboot joins the network expanding roster of adult animation, including South Park, Beavis and Butthead, and Clone High, according to the statement from president of Viacom Entertainment, Chris McCarthy. If you did watch Ren and Stimpy, you definitely know what log is. That's for sure. Anyways, you hear about this one going back into some of the older shows. That's for sure. 
Who's the Boss is getting a reboot. Deadline reports that the original stars, Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano, are on board for the return of the show that's currently in development at Sony Pictures. Danza and Milano starred as father-daughter on the ABC series that ran from 1984 to 1992. The reboot will get set 30 years from the events of the series finale, with Milano's character Samantha as a single mom and living in a house of the original show was set on. So that's something to look forward to. If you want to live in the world of nostalgia. Anyways, ratings for the D- Ellen DeGeneres show, daytime show, have slipped to a series low last month. According to the rap, people appear to be more interested in the drama going on behind the scene as the investigation allegation of the toxic work place continues than the ones that appear on the stage should be noted though, that other talk shows currently in the summer rerun have also faced similar declines in the rating, including Dr. Oz, the real, the doctors, but none of the, none as steep as Ellen. So how do you look at this? How do you look at this stuff? How do you talk about toxic potential work environments using the Ellen DeGeneres show as it's being alleged as of late? How do you look at this when, Rumors are circulating behind the scenes inside of your work organization about it being toxic. You know, I'm not talking about the actual water cooler bullshit that people like to talk about. I'm talking about people saying, you know, there's some shit going on behind the scenes that, you know, some people know they're in the they're in the know or they don't know two shits about it. Duh. Duh. How do you look at that whole thing and how do you handle it as the safety pro? Are you running back and forth to HR for this or how does that end up working? Something I always talk about and think about for sure as we move forward here. Anyways, more news. As The View stars its summer hiatus this week, many are wondering whether or not the co-host Megan McCain will return along the show this September. McCain, who is currently pregnant, will likely go on maternity leave sometime this fall, leaving her seat open potentially through the election. The question has become who will fill it for the conservative co-host. A name that has been into the running is for McCain's pal and former New York City Times editor, Barry West. No stranger to the show, West sat at the table for other women many times and has proven that she can skillfully switch between political, pop culture, lifestyle topics. And she also is not shy away from controversy and controversial information. And you know how that goes. Controversy creates cash. I mean, controversy creates ratings. Whoever gets picked up will have to the equally large person, personality to truly fill for McCain's shoes. So let's talk about this and going really into the going into the rags here for sure. If you are a fan of the Hill, I think it was the Hill in Laguna Beach, you might want to hear this one. Kristen Cavallari had fans in a tizzy after posting a cuddled-up selfie with her high school sweetheart, Stephen Coletti. The former couple relationship was documented on the hit MTV series Laguna Beach, which ran from 2004 to 2006. In the Instagram photo, Kristen has her arms wrapped around Stephen as they both smile for the camera, and she cap- captioned the pic with, 2004? Or 2020. The reunion comes just four months after Kristen split with her husband, Jay Cutler. In other news, shortly after Kristen posted the picture, social media super slew noticed that Jay's Instagram went missing. No word if it was a coincidence. Who the hell knows? Who knows? Who knows? Anyways, let's continue because I'm just going to sit here and laugh. 
Let's talk about one of my favorite people. Jennifer Lawrence finally sold her New York City penthouse condo for $9.9 million, a steal compared for what she paid for it, which was 15 point, or with the original asking price, which was $15.6 million that she originally was asking. The 4,073-square-foot pad featured three bedrooms, four-and-a-half bathrooms, 12-foot ceilings, a panoramic view, uh, and 3,000 square feet of landscape exterior space. The place also comes with an outdoor kitchen fireplace and a built-in ping pong table because you know that that stuff's so important so important to share with you for sure anyways i don't know yesterday i was flipping through the channels because you know i had to do that from time to time and i took a look at the nba and i did not realize that the nba is not going the same angle as the other people is like um what they're doing in baseball they are actually not doing cardboard cutouts they are doing zoom so they are actually, I don't know how you even get into it. I mean, but that's going to be a whole other conversation. You have people on Zoom sitting inside of the, I guess, the stadium, the digital stadium, whatever the hell you want to call it. And they have the fans in their Zoom seats, which is very interesting. I thought it was kind of cool, something different. Um Something to think about if you're interested in seeing something weird. Take a look. Anyways, the NFL has released its compensation plan for players choosing to opt out of the 2020 season because of the coronavirus. Any player considered high risk is eligible for a $350,000 stipend as well as full benefits in an accrued season towards free agency. The player must have diagnosed medical history with high risk factor. Voluntary opt-outs come with a $150,000 stipend, but not to earn an accrued season towards free agency. And it is unclear the benefits are included with this option. The deadline for players to decide if they are going to play or not for the 2020 season is 4 p.m. today. So three hours and five minutes, and that's in the Eastern time zone. Just so you know, as we talk about it, let me tell you about a couple of different things real quick. Let's talk about what happened on this date back in 2012. Curiosity rover lands on Mars in Gale Crater. Embroidery landing site named for the fiction writer, Ray Bradbury. The landing system was revolutionary, addressing the challenges of landing in Mars in the atmosphere 100 times thinner than the Earth's. NASA scientists designed the largest supersonic parachute and ever had withstanding 65,000 pounds of force, weighing only 100 pounds. But that's... Only show, slowed when the de- descent was 200 miles per hour. Holy crap. That was back in 2012 on this date. Let's talk about some birthdays you can celebrate today if you're interested in doing so. Because you like, you know, you like your celebrities. You like your celebrities. Uh, Jerry Howell, pop singer from the Spice Girls, turns 48. M. Night Shyamalan turns 50 today. David Robinson, former basketball player, turns 55 Catherine Hicks, movie actress, child play, Seventh Heaven, turned 69. That's what's going on for birthdays today. Current couple things real quick to share with you. If you are currently struggling of suicidal thoughts or struggling from mental health issues, there's a phone number you can call. That's 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-TALK. They are a phone number that is available 24-7 for you. If you are struggling of mental health issues, you can give them a call at any point throughout the day. They have people on the line available to talk to you. 
Also, if you do not want to do the talking scenario and you'd rather just do the communication online, you can go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org and they will be able to assist you there. Also, the other one that we talk about quite frequently is missingkids.org. Have you ever wondered what happens once an Amber Alert occurs on your phone? What happens next? Go to missingkids.org for definitely some more information about what's happening there. That's for sure. Anyways, want to tell you about a couple of things we have going on. If you're taking a look at the screen, let me give you what's going on. If you're on the radio aspect, let me tell you what's going on. We are doing a podcasting event because some people have asked for it. We're going to talk about the art of podcasting. Some people have wanted to know how do I do the things that I do in the podcast world and how I got started. I'm going to tell you all the inside Iggy's, all the secrets of everything that we did to get it started. And the art of podcasting is available at safetyfm.io. It is a live virtual class on September the 2nd. We'll be having the discussions about how to get your own podcast started. Also, inside of some of the tickets, we will be providing one year podcast hosting services and some other goodies tied into it to get your podcast started if you're interested in actually joining us for the class go to safetyfm.io.com oh, it's .io and leave it there so that's what's going on there and then last but not least we talked about it already but i'll mention it once again tonight 6 p.m eastern time conversation about equality with sam goodman from the hop nerd so if you're interested in joining us you can also go to safetyfm.io pick up some free tickets there just to get that thing rolling. Let's talk about some of the days of the year that you can celebrate today because those are going to be important. So here we go. Balloon to Heaven Day. Corporate Baby Name Day. Cycle to Work Day. Not Cycling to Work Day. Farm Worker Appreciation Day. National Gossip Day. National IPA Day. National Fresh Breath Day. With a mask can you really tell? Wiggle Your Toes Day. And National Root Beer Float Day. Don't know if I'll be participating in a lot of those. Anyways, if I don't see you tonight, I'll see you tomorrow. But hopefully I'll see you tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. That is the listener. I love my Safety FMers that come out, hang out with us day in and day out. Thank you for always coming to Safety FM, home of real safety talk. You know who I am. I know who you are. Love you, mean it, and goodbye. And I'll see you tonight. I'll see you tonight. I'll see you tonight. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.